Uh, this will be the second game without our young and beloved Trent McDuffie. As we know, Michael Pittman Jr. looks like he's on track to play for the Colts on Sunday. Do we feel good enough about Jalen Watson and what we've seen from him? You know, it's going to be tough for him the same as it would be for any. McDuffie, too, because they're not really the size to to easily handle a guy like Michael Pittman Jr. A few corners in the league are. But I, I'll say this is that after watching Jalen Watson last week, I'm pretty confident that by the end of the year that this is going to be the team's defensive strength. Like this will be the part of the team that we're the most confident in, which is not that's I'm surprised by that because I didn't feel good about it going into the year. But when I watch them play now, Watson can play. That's what you didn't know going into it. Even if Fenton's in, not any good, Trent McDuffie had 25, uh, tar- he had 25 snaps in that first game, zero targets. So he was doing his job. Jalen Watson had a really good game. We know Snead can play. And Rashad Fenton is your fourth corner, means you're deep. So to me, it's like, in this game, am I still worried about it? Sure. Against Buffalo, terrified. Because they're still not going to have, well, I don't know, they could have by then Trent McDuffie, but that would be at the earliest possible estimates of the injury. But I I think there's a chance by the end of the year we could be talking about this as defensive strength. Because to me, it's just them or the linebacker. Unless we think that, you know, I think the the safety's been fine, but I don't know that I'll ever end up thinking it's the strength of this team. All right, in order to answer this question, um, I want to play a game. It's called Colts Wide Receiver or Insurance Salesman (laughs) from Your Hometown. I'm going to have to look up all their names again. Dude, I mean, come on. You're all wide receivers. Like, am I worried? Okay. You just said it at the end there. If they were playing the Buffalo Bills and I've got to see Jalen Watson again for four quarters... Yeah, I'd probably be a little worried, but it's the Indiana. This might be outside of Michael Pittman. This might be the worst collection of pass catchers in the NFL. The more I look at this roster, the more I'm like, is this the worst team? Is this the worst team in the NFL? Ashton Doolin. Like that's who Jalen Watson's going to be covering on Sunday. Ashton Doolin, a guy who we're not 100% sure is actually a real NFL player. Kylan Granson, who I believe is actually a tight end. Bring back Marcus Cooper, quite frankly. Like whoever you think are the like the 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 cornerbacks that give you nightmares, the Chiefs cornerbacks of yesteryears, bring them all back. They can play in this game. And I don't think I'm gonna be concerned about slowing down the Colts offense. I mean, I don't know, man. That guy you named whose name I don't remember, he had 79 <laughs> yards, Nick. That seems scary. No, it's I don't know. It's the corners. Do you actually think that they I mean, am I the only one, Kayla, you, Nick? That, am I the only one who thinks by the end of the year, we're going to be feeling significantly better than we did at the beginning of the year about the Chiefs' cornerback room. We are aligned, Cody. I think it's maybe maybe it's good. just Watson, but I you know like Watson well, can play. You can, if you can get because think about the how important the cornerback position is, right? If you're ranking the importance, quarterback, pass rusher, wide receiver, left tackle, cornerback is in that that sort of elite five where you got to have talent at that position. If you ended up getting, even if Jalen Watson's not like a long-term starter for the Chiefs. But he's a third corner. If you get a guy who can play every week in the seventh round, or a, a, a round where most guys don't even make the roster, that is such an incredible value pick that most teams just don't get. So, I mean, yeah, I think that in and of itself makes you a much higher. But the guy who's not playing, Trent McDuffie, I think will ultimately decide how we feel about this room at the end of the year, because you traded up to get him. You traded up to get him in the first round in a year where you knew there was going to be some roster turnover specifically defensively. 
And you knew he was going to be thrust into a starting role right away. So unless Jalen Watson by the end of the year proves that he can be an every down starter, like that, talk about really upping the value there, then we're always going to, I think, make our decision on this secondary based off how McDuffie looks. If they're right now, really, we just don't know. If they both look really good, this is like so long. We could talk about this in like March if we wanted to. <laughs> if they both look like they can play the entire year, you could sign Legereus Need to an extension and still have one of the cheapest cornerback rooms in the entire league. He would, he'd be the only guy you're paying. Fit, yeah. Right now, they are the cheapest. What's amazing about this is they're highly productive. They look like they have a chance to be highly productive, and they are not. Um, who are they paying? Legereus Sneed is on a fourth round rookie contract. Uh, Rashad Fenton's on a sixth round rookie contract. He hasn't had an extension yet. Trent McDuffie's on a first round rookie contract. He's the highest paid guy, and then you got a seventh rounder. Nobody is making any money in the corners. Not a single player, which is, you know, this goes back to the same thing. as like, if you're going to have Patrick Mahomes and he's going to be expensive, you need cheap players. They're not paying a single person in the secondary. If they don't have to do that next year, guess what they're going to spend their money? Defensive end, edge, pass rush, wide receiver. It doesn't matter. They can spend their money wherever the hell they want next year. It doesn't have to be corner if all of a sudden Jalen Watson can play. Well, I think it too, like you look at the teams that scare you or the teams that I guess will provide tests. Look at who they've had to play so far. They played the Cardinals without DeAndre Hopkins. So it was Marquise Brown and a bunch of dudes. You played the Chargers without Keenan Allen. So it was Mike Williams and a bunch of dudes. Now you're playing the Colts, Michael Pittman and a bunch of dudes. Next week, it's Devontae Adams. Well, I guess Hunter Renfro, who to me is just another dude. If there were a time to A, find out what you have with these young corners and B, be able to sort of get by without one of your top corners, like this is the way you would want the schedule to break, isn't it? Yeah, one guy that you got to guard in every matchup. We don't even Because look at the best offenses in the NFL. They all got two guys. They all at least two receivers or pass catching threats that you have to account for. And the Chiefs won't face any of those sort of teams the first month of the year, unless you unless, want to throw the Raiders in there with Waller. Or if or if the Bucks get healthy and Godwin and Evans both Ooh. play, but Godwin's been hurt. So, and I don't know, that, that duo is still very good, but I don't think it's what it was two years ago. Like, it's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's still very good, but it's not what it was two years ago, and Godwin's having injury issues. We know Mike Evans will be back. He only got that one-game suspension, but... I was kind of keeping my fingers crossed. I was like, come on, give him two. This is the second fight. He got one game for the first one. Give him a second. You were just so appalled. <laughs> I just, kids, Nick, what was I going to tell my kids about this fight between Marcus <laughs> Lattimore and Mike Evans? How will I explain to them this violent act on the football field? Honestly, I'm surprised he even appealed it. It's one, it's one game. You're like, just, just take the one game and move on. His explanation afterwards was great. They were like, so what did you see that made you want to run out there and, and, you know, shove Lattimore like that? And he said, I don't really know. I just, I kind of saw him yelling at our guys. So I decided now would be my good time to get my annual punch on Marcus Lattimore. in." (laughs) (laughs) Guys, do we believe Eric Bieniemy when he says that Sky Moore is getting more snaps moving forward for the record? He said 13 snaps. One reception for 30 yards thus far. That's not great. He had two. Two in the last game against the Chargers. This is what I'm going to tell you. Kayla, you work for uh, you work for the you work for the Kings, right? Correct. I do. So um, are you aware that sometimes professional teams lie? (laughs) What? 
They lie sometimes. They don't tell the truth or they tell half truths or they, you know, they like to say things that sound good, but aren't always the truth. This, this is one of those. Yeah, he might have more than two snaps, but he wasn't involved in the first game. He only had the number of snaps you had mentioned because they were blowing out the Cardinals. Not because he was getting in the game early. He wasn't getting in the game early. He showed up a majority of his snaps late. And in the last game, in a close game against a divisional opponent, he showed up zero. He's just a kick returner right now. I don't know, maybe wake eight or nine. But if, if Eric Bienemy is trying to lead me to believe that this is the Sky Moore coming out party a week after they only gave him two snaps... I don't think so. Justin Watson got more than that. Justin Watson is not supposed to be a player who outsnaps a lot of players on the roster, and he's outsnapping their second-round rookie. So, I mean, no, I, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's as bad as the Eric Berry day-to-day lie, but I don't, I don't think he, they're telling the truth. I don't think they have like a big plan to get Sky more involved more. I'm sure they'd like other teams to think that, but right now he's not even, he's barely playing. What do you think? It's just a trust thing that he doesn't know the playbook and they don't trust to put him out there? Yep. Look, they're trusting a bunch of rookies on the defense. If they trusted Sky more, they'd play him, right? They're they're playing seventh-round rookies at corner we just talked about. They're playing. They played rookie linebackers last year and rookie centers and guards, a sixth-round guard. And Trey Smith was their starter last season. Clearly, right now, the, the notion that they will not trust a rookie, that's starting to fade a little bit for Kansas City. Sky Moore can't get on the field. No, so, I mean, that's but that's not necessarily fair, is it? Because we saw McCole Hardman play a ton his rookie year. Yes, again, I'm not even saying like that's what's concerning about Sky Moore. No, it's not about that. It's they don't trust him. Not no. that they don't trust rookies. They don't. I was giving an example of all the rookies they will play. Mm-hmm. They they don't they don't trust him. It's not it's not a rookie thing. We don't get to blame it on that. Oh, Andy doesn't play rookies. He's found more snaps and more designed. Like because with McColl, the thing they did with him, Nick, is they just put him on the field and they're like, "All right, you're good. We're you're fast. You're athletic. We're gonna find a way to just give you the ball and make something happen." They're not even doing that for Sky right now. Yeah, part of me thinks that this is another example of Andy and and maybe the enemy to a certain extent. Where I think deep down they plan on playing Sky more, more. Yeah, no they pun tell intended. Them. I think they tell themselves like, yeah, let's let's get the rook out there. And then the game starts. And then they're looking at personnel groupings and he's just never in the group of the guys that they trust right now, whether it's route running, whether it's just simply knowing the playbook. I think part of them is like, yeah, we need to get him out there more. Like when it, when the enemy said that we need to find ways to play him more because that kid's got a lot of talent or whatever the, the, the exact quote yeah. was. I think he means that. I think he looks at this kid in practice and said, okay, this guy can help us. But then ultimately, it's a trust factor. You got a lot of veterans. I know a lot of these guys are new to the team, but Juju's been around for six years, right? MBS has been in the league for five years. It's probably year three or four for even Justin Watson. Yeah, so like these guys, they just have that built-in experience of playing wide receiver in the NFL that Sky doesn't. It's not that he's less talented than them because he's probably not. He might be the second or third most talented player on this team. But right now for a team that is trying to accrue wins, win the division, get to the playoffs, get a one seed, get a bye, go to the Super Bowl. I think impatience sets in really quickly. And I think that is what is sort of leading to him not playing right now. So I don't know, maybe if there were ever a game for them to be 
force themselves to be patient and let him learn through his mistakes, wouldn't it be a game against the Colts that you expect to win by a lot? Sure, but will yep. it take them getting up 14 nothing, Kayla? I Sorry, you're going to answer, but does it take them getting up 14 nothing to actually do that, or will they try from the beginning? I mean, it's the Colts, so why not go from the beginning? Let's see what he's got. Look, I hope you're right, Kayla. I think it'd probably be a good idea because there's one thing we know about the Chiefs, and it's that week three against the Colts doesn't really matter. It's what kind of team they are when the playoffs start. They're going to the playoffs. They're obviously good enough to go to the playoffs. I understand that some games in between there matter. AFC record matters. They're trying to be the number one seed, all these things. But it's week three. And in the end, the only thing that matters to the Chiefs is how good are you when the postseason hits? Because all you care about now, they are officially in the very few teams in any league where the the only thing that matters is winning a Super Bowl. That's it. So it's like, I mean, you might need Sky Moore for that. I don't know. Okay, no, but let's... Let's explore that a little further. Do you think Sky Moore and his performance and his role on this team this year significantly impacts the Chiefs' ceiling or their chances of going to and winning a Super Bowl? It doesn't. It, um, uh, boy, uh, significantly. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch. Kayla, I can see you're nodding your head no, too. It, it's, it's not. If he's great, yes, Nick, but that's the only way it does. If they just get him more involved and he's a 500-yard receiver, then the answer is no. But if he is great, if he has a chance to be great, if there's potential for that, if he can be an 800-yard receiver, yes, and then we can play the long game too probably, but that's there. I could see you shaking your head, Kayla. It's, Let me like, get- it's kind of hard, right? Yeah, as of what we've seen so far, granted, again, going back to the snaps, but I don't see him being the difference in – a Super Bowl or not. So let me, I was, Certainly. I was actually, I saw a clip actually yesterday on social media uh, of Nicole Hardman's rookie year. And I think it was like a, a week three or four game against the Ravens and the chiefs won, but there was a play where the chiefs were backed up against their own end zone. McColl gets loose across the middle, catches a ball between two defenders and then just runs past everybody. And he takes it to the house, 83 yard touchdown. Like that play was just one play, right? But that was a big reason why the Chiefs won that game because one play with that speed, with his skill set, he could swing the outcome of a game. So that's all we're really asking about Sky. It's not, are you going to be in there every single week as the number three receiver playing 60% of snaps? That's never going to happen. If those are your expectations, you got to change them now. To me, the question is, are there going to be a handful of games this year that he can help swing because of his skill set. And it's almost impossible to answer, right? Because we haven't even seen enough of him to know what his ceiling is as a receiver in this offense. And, and I'll say this, it's, it is two games. The snap stuff is more concerning. He's got more yards than George Pickens. Like, I mean, rookie receivers can take a while to get going. So it's not that I'm just saying, like, there's no way. And you might be right, Nick, to the point that They're not intentionally lying, but it's clearly like when they're getting to the game, they're not making these decisions very easy. So it's not like he's the only rookie receiver off to a tough start. There are others. And, and, you know, guys like Drake London, who are having a nice start. uh, He's having a nice start for the Falcons. Well, I mean, he was the eighth overall pick. He's supposed to have, you know, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. They, you know, they went in the top 15. They're having nice starts to their seasons, right? There's a reason. Jahan Dotson, he was picked in the top 20. Like, There's a reason why some guys go higher than others and are in there. I think that that's what I was trying to remind people anytime we were having this, like like when Sky Moore was like the third best 
best odds to win rookie of the year. I'm like, are you insane? He was the 13th receiver taken in last year's draft. Like, I know he's walking into the best offense, but it doesn't compute. I know that they don't have a murder row lineup of wide receivers, but they got a lot of good ones. Maybe they don't have any great ones. We'll see how Juju ends up this year, but they got a lot of good ones. You got a lot of good ones. That's 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 hard to beat out too. You'd rather just like, oh, we have one great wide receiver and a bunch of bad ones. This guy more probably get more time. 